You are listening to The Secrets of Once Upon a Time, episode number 76. I'm not locking you in there. Yes, you have to. We won't be able to hurt anyone from in here. Take the keys, Emma. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how long it's going to last. I don't know what's going to happen to me. I mean, what if what if you starve to death? No, now? Emma, you're going to fix this thing, and then you're going to come back and save us. You think? We believe in you. Now you know Henry's in a safe place and Regina and the others can take care of themselves. What about the baby? Oh, don't worry, Neil won't be with us. Who's gonna take him? Welcome back to a new episode of The Secrets of Once Upon a Time, and today we are going to talk about the ninth episode of this season called Fall. Joining me today, Lisa and Deborah and Shelly and Inga. Welcome to the show. And uh, first, before we start the discussion about this episode, I want to give the podium to one of the people that wasn't there last time, two weeks ago, before Thanksgiving, oh boy. and didn't really agree with my assessment of those two episodes. Take it away. Oh, you're going to start that now? <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so I, I did listen, and I thought y'all did a great job. That was a really fun episode to listen to y'all talk about. But I liked last week. And the one I really liked, Father, was the conversation between Snow and Regina. And you acted like, oh, it was just filler. It was just kind of timing, time consuming. And no, it was fabulous. Because when you think about the history of these two characters, right? Mm-hmm. So... Snow, why is Regina the evil queen? Regina is the evil queen because I didn't turn my phone off. Uh, Regina is the evil queen because Snow told her secret and and all of Regina's choices were bad after that. And and, and her evil was, was made, not born. Mm-hmm. And, and she's partly like that because of her mother. Well, why is her mother the way she was? Because partly about Snow's mother. So you've got all this character-rich history. And, and she's basically saying, look, I, I'm doomed forever to be evil. I, 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 happiness is more, whatever's working against my happiness is, is more powerful than I am. As if there's some creator that has predestined all of their lives. Mm. And Snow is saying, look, you know, David and I, we face some pretty big odds. And most of the time, you know, you were the cause of them, but it worked out for us. But why? What, what do we have that you don't have? And that's always been hope. And then I loved the the whole quarter quip. I thought that was great. You know, well, that's easy. Mm-hmm. You're a hero. Every time you need help, it just shows up. You know, you're you're assigned a role by some author, and and you have to be that. And I'm assigned this role to be bad because that's how they wrote me. And and it, my dreams are crushed. Your your wishes are rewarded. And and Snow says, "Well, wait a second. That doesn't mean you can't earn forgiveness. That your choices can't." turn things around for you. You have a chance at grace. You can be redeemed. You made poor choices, and that's why your stories have been. And here's Regina. Well, free will is, it's in the book. I have no free will. I I can't control my own life. And I just loved that, that whole message of hope, because we all all want that. We all want to say, well, if we've made a, a bad choice, that it can be changed, and we can be saved. We have salvation ahead of us. Um, and maybe I've just been talking to too many middle schoolers about visiting 
the imprisoned and corporal works of mercy. But it, it, it came at the same time as, as I was doing that edge class, this speech, and it just really spoke to me that there's always hope. There's always a chance to make good choices and be saved. So I stand corrected. I actually think you made a great point about the whole conversation actually being about, you know, predestination and and freedom and grace. It's now that you mention it, I start to realize, well, wait a minute. Yeah, it was actually quite deep, that conversation. I guess I was just, I don't know, perhaps not in the right disposition to to uh, to take it in. But great point. I'm glad that you took the stage. <laughs> I will be more careful next time because I'm sure that I've angered many more <laughs> listeners. Well, um, I mean, even Robin Hood at the end, that page appearing was a mm-hmm. sign to her that, you know, maybe you made a bad choice. You, you didn't choose this page. You chose a different page. Mm-hmm. But that page it could have existed. It could have been written that way. And your future is what you make of it, what you write of it. And y'all have noticed, I think, the book keeps changing. Yes. I mean, I think you talked about when, when – uh, I was going to say Princess Leia and Prince Charles. When they went back in time, suddenly Emma's in the book as Princess Leia and Prince Charles. But was were they in the book before? Wouldn't Henry mm. have recognized the picture of, of Emma when she arrived that she was in the book? Uh, sorry, so the book I'm, I'm getting confused. always did you, changing. Did you just mention Princess Leia or what? Remember when they went back in time? Oh, yeah. Emma said her name stop. was... And they introduced themselves at the dance, at the oh, bowl. Oh, I remember and she now. Said yes. Hook was Prince Charles. Yeah. And she introduced herself as Princess Leia. I, I apologize. It just flipped a switch. <laughs> I just watched the Star Wars trailer for the 40th time. So I was like, oh, oh, wait, okay. what, what show are we in? Is this Secrets of Star Wars? Oh, wait, no. <laughs> it's Once Upon a Time. No, I, have, I still have to listen to that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> let's start with our discussion about uh, the ninth episode of this fourth season. And before we do that, let me play the sound of the promo. In two weeks, a villain whose power is now complete. It appears you've won. Cast the final spell, and Storybrooke prepares for the worst. Take on this Snow Queen everywhere. By sundown, everyone in this town will start tearing each other apart. Um, initial reactions. Um, Inga, let me start with you. I really liked the, uh, the, the episode for a change. So I really liked the ending. It always, it always almost made me cry so that they had to lock... She had to lock uh, her parents mm-hmm. behind bars, and then. But what about my brother? And then, yeah, well, then she, her, her parents just really uh, put all their faith in in the, in her, her, the one with magic. And then uh, Elsa uh, says, "Well, you have great parents." Uh, so I really love that because that's that's uh, the the very thing that Ingrid is using all the time to uh, to get under. Uh, uh, Emma's skin and also under uh, Elsa's skin. Yes. And and uh, so so that that, that always I so I, I'm a psychologist and I always say when if people uh, believe something you have you have those, those erroneous beliefs. Well, it it, it doesn't re- happen in reality. The reality you can do a reality check and if it doesn't happen then it's a false idea. Mm-hmm. And that this this is that's exactly what Snow and Charming do, are doing. They are they are proving Ingrid wrong here and that's yeah. very powerful. So I would give it this uh, eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. That's a very good rating. Uh, what about you, Lisa? I really, really like this one. So I'm like an eight and a half. It, it. Um, 
I don't know, just too many good things just to jump off on. Mm -hmm. But I, okay, one irritation that makes it not a 10 was Snow and Prince Charming were being all, woe is us, woe is, it's like y'all are supposed to be the hope and the light and, you know, but they were letting, I know they were letting Emma take that, but um I I loved how they brought in the Arendelle story, kind of wrapped that up and brought in Anna and 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 the fast forward twenty eight years, that was that was genius, in my opinion. <laughs> Shelly, I'm it. sure I'm sure you like this one as well. <laughs> oh, Shelly's muted. She's muted. <laughs> oh, she's muted. She's in this uh in this um treasure what is it? Um how do you call that? Um the box, the the thing. Uh trying to say Locker. something funny. <laughs> <laughs> that or she had someone at her door and she she's like answering a work thing. I don't know. <laughs> Are you talking about me? Yes. yes we yes, we thought you were sorry, in a, in a locker on the bottom of the ocean. They they wouldn't go away. <laughs> <laughs> how did so, you like this episode? Is it my turn to say how yes, I like the episode? Yes, yes. I wasn't a huge fan of the episode until the ending. And the ending made me cry. I mean, I actually had tears in my eyes when, when she handed her the baby. After all of that, she's handing over another, not quite newborn. She had a little more time with Neil than she did with Emma. But, oh, and I like that they finally resolved the where is where is Anna. Um, so if, in terms of moving the story forward, I'd have said like a six, six and a half. But in terms of, of how it ended and setting it up for the the curse landing on them all, I'd jump right up to like an eight. So average it out, I'm, I'll say a seven, seven and a half. Seven and a half. That's lower than I would give it. I would rate this one between an eight and a nine, actually. Uh, solely on on the merits of the of the fabulous acting in this episode. I thought everyone was amazing, uh, especially, of course, towards the end, uh, where, yes, I was also... Uh, tearing up a little bit <laughs> uh, but it, it's it's just it's such a contrast sometimes between these episodes and I I, I I kind of think it has to do with the direction I don't know who directed this episode but it it was very very well done and uh, what I especially liked about the episode was the how the impending doom started to to change everyone's behavior and it's kind of this theme that you see in a lot of movies also nowadays with uh, I remember the movie of, about the end of the world the 2012 disaster movie <laughs> where you know it was the end of the world but what made it interesting was not all the uh, all the special effects and the uh, all, all the monuments of the world that collapsed because we've seen that in so many movies but I always like that kind of genre because it's about how how will people react when they know that soon their entire life will be over, at least will be over in, in, in the way it was. And so it's this fear of losing what is most important to you, and that is basically your loved ones. And in, in this case, they wouldn't be separated by death, but by, by fear and by hatred. And, and it's, it's incredible how the actors pull it off to make that believable and uh, huge kudos to the, the entire crew and to um, the director of this episode. Deborah, um, welcome back. I was interested in hearing your opinion on, on this episode. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, I got to admit to you that I probably didn't like this episode. Well, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. I just didn't like this episode. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I there's always one of us. <laughs> I think it was more. What did you, what did you like about it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was and part of it. 
I didn't like, um, I guess the, uh, the way they tried to, they're trying to hurry to tie up the storyline, mm-hmm. like to the point where I'm like, well, how did, how could that possibly happen? Like, you know, not to get too far ahead, but the whole, you know, Kristoff and Anna in the trunk and all mm-hmm. of a sudden, oh, let me just wish. And here they are. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> and I like that. How, that even be possible. I, I like that, that too. And then the other one. Same thing. <laughs> I like they moved it, it forward. Yeah. They wrapped it so. up. But it was the ending that had the punch. But I thought that the whole, you yeah. know, you wish and it's there. I, yeah. I felt that it tied into what we saw in uh, the uh, uh, episodes that we saw before about the, the the storybook. And if you if you want it, if you wish it, it, it starts to happen. And if you have no hope, then nothing will nothing will change. Uh, but it's this hope and this love that actually materializes the the trunk. I kind of thought that that was really nice, and I hope that that is a, a theme that they're going to develop even more in the rest of the season. But uh, it's interesting, isn't isn't it? How the, the 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 whole panel is now upside down, and I'm the one who likes this episode the most. <laughs> no, I, I loved that whole. I know, I know. and bring it. I, I liked it. <laughs> Good. At least I it have funny. one There's ally. It is funny. There's always at least one person who has to disagree. <laughs> but it's good for the discussion. It makes it interesting. <laughs> okay, but I didn't well, realize the parents had already been to Miss Taven and gotten the wishing star, and they were on their way back, or they had gotten it and brought it back because it was it, it was among their things. I mean, I never really understood. I thought they were. I thought they drowned in an accident on their way to. You, you see what I'm saying? So she yeah. she gave her the wishing star. It was in their mother's things. They'd already gotten the wishing star. They'd gotten it from Blackbeard. Mm-hmm. Uh, that 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 part was just a little bit confusing to me. So and then uh, of course the minute I the minute he said the wishing star and she has the necklace, it, it was found among my mother's things and it was the last gift I ever gave her. I actually wrote in my notes, "Duh, this is the wishing star." So. Wow, I didn't <laughs> see that coming, but I'm not as bright as you. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it didn't hit me that. But there was so much going on there at the end of the episode. You know, it just yeah. I. Yeah, I, I didn't sit there and say, "Oh, that was too predictable." No, I, and I liked I, mean, I liked the introduction. It was of the, still beautiful the way they did it. I, I really liked the introduction of the wishing star uh, again as a symbol of hope and something that mm-hmm. can can really make a difference, and it did. And and so this again, this is one of those episodes that I think ties into the 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 most fundamental. Um, uh, thrust of, of of this entire series. It's it's all about hope. It's all about relationships and friendships, and how that can overcome the even the biggest threats. And in this case, again, it's, it's one of those classic situations in the last act before you wrap up a story. Is that moment where everything seems to go wrong and everything seems to be doomed, and yet there is a glimmer of hope that makes you want to look further and 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 see what happens next and there is the promise of a savior and in this case again it it seems to be Emma who is who is given that role of 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 the redemptor of the you know the archetype of a um, of a messiah almost who has to save the day and and at the same time she is more vulnerable than ever uh and i like that i like that about this series let's talk about the we've way seen, they we've seen wishing star before but not as a jewel, not as a piece of jewelry, which is an interesting piece of magic, because the blue fairy was the wishing star, True. and way yeah. back in that still small voice, uh, Jiminy Cricket, uh, forgot his name before. He, I guess he was just Jiminy then. He wished on the on the the star, and it was the blue fairy. 
Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's also that's also what I find interesting, because in the previous um, times that people wished on a star, they did it intentionally. I, I call upon the blue fairy, which is the 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 blue star, and um, I I wish on this, and so so um, my my dreams come true. Mm-hmm. And um, Elsa, this just just really. Uh, wanted to 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 something to happen and just uh, wished it out loud without having the intention to wish upon a star that right. makes it interesting it's not intentional well perhaps- now, and blackbeard said it could only be used by those with pure hearts yes so it, you it, you get the impression that it wasn't a selfish wish it was a genuine deep selfless mm-hmm. loving wish and that's always what saves them and well and it- i think we it was nice to see that um in the movie, you know, what saved um, Anna was, you know, the, the love her sister. And mm-hmm. so, again, what saved Anna this time, again, was her sister's love for her. So, I thought that was a nice parallel there. Yeah. And that's what saves them. Uh, that's how Gerda saves Kai in the story of the Snow Queen. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a genuine love for him. To uh, and tying on that, uh, so I was also struck by what Blackbeard said. Oh, yeah, you look just like your mother, Gerda. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so Anna is Gerda in this story. Mm-hmm. So oh, who's yes. Kai? Mm. Who's Kai in the story? So I'm trying to piece together from who is who. Uh, in the, so they are, uh, they are really using the original story of the Snow Queen. So Ingrid is a Snow Queen. That much is clear. So... Um, and Anna's Gerda, who in, so I want to know who's Kai. In the, in they the, flipped it a couple of times because when Anna was frozen, she was the Kai, and Elsa was on this journey into Storybrooke. That was she was the she was the Gerda going on the journey and meeting the people who help her. Yeah, I've got the feeling that's not a one-on-one kind of uh, uh, parallelism that they try to recreate here, but they take the themes and the and the, and the archetypes and they switch them around. Uh, and and sometimes, in, indeed, it, someone takes this or that role and then it, it gets changed afterwards. Um, but in essence, they they do touch upon the, the 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 values of that original story, and that's I think that's that's quite a feat because it's it's perhaps one of the least well-known stories that they've used mm-hmm. so far and yet they are able to really spin it out in a, I think in a great way and 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 connecting it to the whole frozen mythology I think they're doing a terrific job and I'm enjoying this first season so much more or this first half so much more than last season's <laughs> Peter Pan story that just didn't want to end and that jungle just just went on forever anyway <laughs> I'm, I'm, so I hate dark. to say this but I'm like I can't wait for Frozen to be over with. I'm kind of over the storyline now. <laughs> but I like you know the way really writers do this. They do a half season in with one story. And about the time that we're like, okay, oh, we're going to wrap it up and move to the next one. And I yeah. like that. I, I, th- well, I also I think it's... Say, a, it's I liked it's, this it's, episode mm-hmm. not having the Snow Queen as much. You know, we Indeed, only saw her in the very beginning, and it was all the rest of the characters. That's what I wanted I to that. say. I think it, it's going to be very <laughs> good to wrap up this whole Snow Queen story, because otherwise she's going to get pneumonia. It's just really <laughs> it's embarrassing. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about the way they wrapped up the whole uh, Frozen Palace thing. That that actually surprised me how quickly and how easily they got rid of the whole spell with the, uh, you know, the, the refrigerator spell. Um I, I actually even had to entertain the possibility that everybody might be dead because of the because of the ice, but it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, well, what was interesting is they didn't explain at first how they all stopped yeah. being frozen, mm-hmm. and then we later found out that it was 
um, you know, the 28 years later, it, mm-hmm. it, it came in that same time period. So that was that was kind of cool. Yeah, so they've basically been in stasis, um, just like in science fiction movies. Where yeah. <laughs> you just wake yeah. up and it's 28 <laughs> years later and all the food that you had in the kitchen is now completely rotten and gone. And, you know, how are, how are these people going to eat? <laughs> so did Emma breaking the spell, the curse, the original curse, that unfroze them also? Because then they had to get on a boat and come back to the... the um, they didn't really... Haven. They didn't really get into that much. What exactly? Whether it was the the Snow Queen did it, one of the curses did it. I mean, you know, I, at least I don't think that they really told us which one. I, I thought it was because at one point uh, it looks like uh, Ingrid lingered in in the in Arendelle for years, mm-hmm. leaving everything frozen, and then she she got the message from the sorcerer that Emma was there, and for and then when she was gone. Everything unfroze, but doesn't really ex- explain the thirty years. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, how that works with with with, with a chronology, but it's, it's they hinted at the fact that um, Ingrid left that that break broke the spell or something like that. Well, they hinted that Ingrid, um, like she re- revoked the spell, like either she did it on purpose or something happened, but we don't really. And maybe, you know, maybe it was when she enacted the new spell. Well, that, that time-wise wouldn't work either. I don't know. This might no, be one of those. Because remember, The Apprentice said the, that your new no, no, sister what... hasn't been born yet. So she went in 1982. Right, that's what Ingrid just said. And just left it all frozen. So I'm guessing that it was Emma when she broke the spell that un- that started time again with for everybody. And they remember then they were able to go back into uh, Enchanted Forest. And, and right, because that happened. Met. That happened with Aurora, and they became unfrozen also. Right. And clearly time had to pass because they got on a ship, and they went to – and Hans shows up, and they're the new king. And then they, they got on a ship, and they went – and they met up with Blackbeard again mm-hmm. or before. Anyway, and then they had to go back out to – this was the same spot. This is Poseidon's – whatchamacallit, where your parents were killed. And I'm thinking, really? You know exactly where they were killed? How did you know that? <laughs> it's true. Because yeah. uh, Blackbird sank the ship, maybe? I was thinking perhaps he was there. I don't know. Yeah. It, 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 I felt like at some sometimes there might have been scenes that were dropped. And we know this from our listeners. They've, they've sometimes, when we had, when we were puzzled about uh, story progression or certain elements that people send us links to deleted footage. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that would explain yeah. it. And they just cut it out. I don't know. Could have been that would make here. sense. Mm-hmm. Did anybody know that Blackbeard and Elizabeth Mitchell, who play, um, who plays the Snow Queen, Ingrid, they're both from the show V. Oh, really? Are they now? Yeah. Who when when he... I saw him, he played uh, Marcus. No, is that right? No, Kyle. He played Kyle Hobbs. He was the the bad guy on V that that they that Elizabeth uh, Mitchell's character. What was it? Erica. Erica went to. Uh, he was the one that was like the the the. What do you call it? The the guy that knew how to get all the black market hmm. uh, stuff and and help them to lead their rebellion against the aliens. They I, they don't appear together in Once Upon a Time, but when I saw him, I kept going, "I know him. Where do I know him from?" So I guess it's that same pool of TV TV actors that are in so many different shows, and every time I have to go to IMDb and thinking, "I know that face. I know. Oh, of right. course, it's that and that guy." <laughs> 
Oh, and last <laughs> night the Santa Claus three came on, and it stars Elizabeth Mitchell as Santa Claus's wife, Mrs. Claus. Oh boy! And I couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch it. <laughs> that is too terrible. weird. I kept seeing Snow Queen. <laughs> Yeah, I keep th- I keep thinking of Lost. It's it's I, I I'm just a yeah. waiting waiting for polar bears to run through that forest. <laughs> <laughs> How many episodes do we have before the end of this uh, half season? Is it just one more? Um, thought it was two. or two. I I guess two. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm trying to look at the um, the list here. We've got um, Shattered Sight coming up. Two. And there is two. So that's going to be interesting to. To try to guess where this is going, because they are really setting us up for a for a grand finale. And and uh, if I remember correctly, um, last year they also started the to, to build up the tension two episodes before the end. And actually, that was the the one thing that I really really liked about the 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 first half of the third season. It was that whole finale with the Peter Pan and the revelation who he was and the backstory. And mm-hmm. they actually pulled out a lot of. Uh, um, pull out the registers. Is that something you say? It's what we say in Dutch with a, an organ where you kind of open all the pipes. Oh, pull out the stops. Pull out the stops. There you go. There you go. That's a little bit more technical as a less musical. <laughs> but I'm I'm looking forward to actually the end of, of this half season because I, I do believe that they are preparing uh, for something a little bit more, uh, something with more impact than just, let's say, a circle of yellow snow. Um, <laughs> you still, still have problems with that. Can't one. get that out of my mind. <laughs> I apologize. But they have they have some 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 little bomb that they had dropped because with with the chest also the little um, bottle with a right. with a note of. Uh, oh yeah, of, let's uh, talk about that. So how does that there? come into play? <laughs> so that's I don't all, know because that's the message that the mother was writing before the ship went down, and mm-hmm. she remember she said she had like this great message she had yeah. to send the girls. So but could that could that be a big revelation about the, the, what what was truly going I, on? I think so. Yeah, I think it's going to be about the sisters. Mm. I think it's going to be the kind of the secret to how the the Snow Queen comes undone. Yeah, yeah, but th- th- I think the the Snow Queen not only has to be defeated, but she has to be redeemed. Mm-hmm. And I keep wondering how that will happen. Because I, well, I can't and, see it. And maybe it's going to be the mother um, carried guilt about doing this, putting her sister in the urn. And it's, it's you know, going to be enough for the redemption to know that her sister did love her and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. For the Snow Queen. You know, she can read it and be like, oh, she did love me and, you know, didn't reject me or whatever. Yeah, but that's how she will... That's how she will earn the respect. Sorry. Right. Yeah, that's what also what was bothering me about Ingrid, because uh, what I said earlier, if you look at the reality, what happens, then you can prove your negative feelings wrong. And if you look at Ingrid's backstory, her, her sisters loved her unconditionally, and uh, she didn't want to come to the, to the ball, but she was really invited, and her sisters really wanted her to be there. So, and there were a couple of, of, of occasions where... Uh, everybody was very, very uh, opening, open for her, and they wanted to keep her secret. But she, but she was uh, pushing herself back, and she was explaining that, that other people were were excluding her. But that wasn't the case. She did it herself. So that's uh, that's that's what what bugs me about about that whole um, Ingrid story. So that needs to be resolved, I think. Hmm. Deborah, um, a tangled reference. Yeah, I and I meant to mention this earlier, 
But um, and this is totally off topic. I apologize. That's no, um, no worries. Not not totally off topic, but it's like, where did this come from? But okay, so <laughs> when Anna and Kristoff were in the chest and being under thrown underwater, uh-huh. like it it totally reminded me of the scene in Tangled where um, Rump- uh, Rapunzel and um, and F- and Flynn were underwater about to drown. Mm-hmm. So I was almost waiting for Kristoff to say. Well, you know, you know, or I was waiting for Anna to say, "Hey, I have a, I have magic hair that glows when I sing," and that didn't happen. <laughs> but, you know, I was expecting something like that, and um, so that was like it, it, it was totally a tangled moment for me. I don't know if anybody <laughs> else caught that, but it felt like. Now that you mention it, 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 although it is kind of a classic, it's almost a trope, a scene like that where they're in this situation. I'm, I, I was keep. <laughs> kept thinking of Titanic and movies like that where there's a, uh, just a little bit of, of air left and, and they're just trying to stay alive and then of course at the very last moment they're saved. I was wondering where the light came from. There's like the sunlight streaming yeah. into the, 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 the trunk and they're, they're very deep underwater. I guess it's just magic. Um, and I, I loved that she was like trying to marry him. What are you doing? I'm going to marry you before we die. And he's like, no, you don't get to marry me unless we get out of this. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this is not the kind sweet. of wedding. <laughs> I will we say my eight-year-old had little tears. <laughs> She was Aww. so worried and upset for them, and it was it was so cute. <laughs> oh. Yeah, children don't know that these situations uh, always end well because it's not the end of the episode yet. <laughs> oh, you you want to bring up kids just for a second? Going back to the last episode, I didn't get to watch it with my daughters, and mm-hmm. I watched it. I watched it first, and my my daughter, my older daughter, kept saying that. She, she just, she nailed it. She says that uh, Rumpelstiltskin's going to pull a, a heart. And I said, no, no. She goes, no, they all, he always has to pull a heart. For every spell, There's a, he's got to have a heart. And she's like, I wow. bet you $5 he's going to pull a heart. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then I'm watching it. It's very late at night. I'm finally watching the second half. And Rumpel pulls uh, Hook's heart. And I looked at my husband. I said, did, did our daughter already watch this? And he's like, no. She hasn't seen it. You know that. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. He says, what? I owe her $5. Ka-ching. Should have been a quarter. <laughs> could not oh, that believe that. Awesome. I said, you sure well, you didn't watch this? <laughs> speaking of Rumple, was in, in the heart, I mean, was that just not tragic? Uh, Hook having to go scoop up the fairies? Yes. It was oh, terrible. boy. It was that horrible. Was terrible. Yeah. Especially because oh he's been gosh. so likable in this season. And you're just like, he's a good guy now. And all of a sudden, he's in charge of the vacuum cleaner. It's heartbreaking. <laughs> being yeah. I felt so well, bad for him. And yeah. you felt bad for, like, Belle. She's going to wake up to this and she's going to be really mad. <laughs> of course. <laughs> hope so. <laughs> Yeah, but that look of devastated that devastated look uh, on Hook's face it was really yeah. well acted. When Emma and 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 uh, Elsa and Anna were mm-hmm. in, in, uh, entering the room and then left again, I was like, "Oh, poor you." Hmm. Yeah, yeah. That he just was sitting there, crouched behind their clutch hat, you know. And you were like, "Oh," because I thought they, I really thought they would come in and find him there, but you know, and have to deal with that. But that's for another day, I guess. Well, and I thought Mother Superior was going to get away. <laughs> I did too. 
<laughs> Here's the blue fairy. She's the wishing star. And then he. I was when I when I when I saw that scene. sometime. I was totally waiting for velociraptors to enter the 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 bar because it it just reminded me so much of the first uh, Jurassic Park movie where everybody's hiding behind the counters and you got the reflections <laughs> of those like velociraptors. No, not really. Uh, different universe. You get Jurassic Park uh, on the mind. <laughs> yeah, I've just watched the trailer for the next movie. It's awesome. Uh, we'll talk more about uh, Rumpelstiltskin and his motivations in this episode after a short break, during which I want to remind you that um, this show is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network. It's a it's a conglomerate of, uh, of, of podcasters, and we produce a lot of shows every week, and we try to get them to everyone uh, as fast as we can. However... Uh, we are in the middle of our winter or fall slash winter giving campaign. Um, and we do want to ask uh, those of you that enjoy what we do and you can spare a couple of bucks to um, to join the giving campaign and help us to pay the bills. Currently, we're in a kind of a, a, a bit of a different situ- a difficult situation because our the cost for the hosting of our shows uh, and and uh, the related costs are higher than the donations that came in from our listeners. And so we're kind of upside down. We're not... Um, we don't need a very big amount, uh, but if everybody can chime in, um, then I'm I'm sure that we can get into um, the you know more more let's say more in safer zone, safer waters right now. Um, so if you if you can help out, if you enjoy what we do, and you want to give us a, a hat tip, then please go to sqpn.com/donate. And that's where you will find all the information on how you can support our show. Another w- a way in which you can support us is in these days or weeks of, of gift giving. Um, if you purchase anything at um, Amazon, um, if you go there through the link on our website, which is sqpn.com, then uh, Amazon will share a little bit of their profit with SQPN, and that also helps us pay the bills. And of course, I want to thank you uh, for your ongoing feedback and the support and the fact that you're listening to this banter, um, or to my banter, and of course, the expert uh, contributions of all the other uh, hosts on the show. <laughs> Let's go back to uh, to Rumpelstiltskin. Um, so what do you all think of, of his end game here? I still, I don't know what's going on inside his head. It just feels like he reset to the dark one and 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 all the redemptive moments that we saw seem to be all forgotten and gone i don't think it's a reset i think this is just truly who he is it's like i you know i don't think people i hate to say this and be like people really don't change but you know his his he always he's always had that strong self-preservation and especially in a crisis so I, i i really but this time he's actually taking people with him, whereas before it was kind of like <laughs> me, my. Yeah, so he did make some. I'm progress. going to kidnap my <laughs> grandson and my wife, and I'll see y'all later. Yeah. Wh- <laughs> what about Emma? Oh well, you know, if it's between did, the others did, and like, me. Where he said that to Hook, didn't you? He's like, "Well, I could save everybody, or I could save myself." Yeah. Hmm. And when it <laughs> like, comes, when I have to choose between everyone else and me, me wins me, me, every me, time. Me, me. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like that you said you can clench your jaw and flash your eyes, but that doesn't change the fact we're in this together. It's so funny that yep. the one who, or ironic, that the one who steals all the hearts is the most heartless of all. It's crazy. <laughs> and and then in contrast, um, the, the former evil queen, my gosh, I have so much respect for that lady. 
and she locks herself up. And there was this beautiful exchange uh, where she says, um, there's just Henry and... Who is the other one? Uh, and, of course, uh, Robin Hood. You're the only yeah. two ones that believe in me. I thought it was a beautiful scene. It was so well acted. Mm-hmm. Oh. She did a really I, I, good I wrote, job. She's just so, so amazing. You can see she's afraid of herself. Yes, yes. It was she's, almost this, this this thing of, well, I'm not afraid of you. And I hear Yoda in the background. You should be or you <laughs> will be. <laughs> I'm not afraid. <laughs> you will and, be. And, and that's exactly what she said. There's your Star Wars reference, Father. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was, that was a great, that was a really, really great scene. Yeah. And I wonder, the, the only thing that I don't understand is she locks herself up in her dungeon. She casts a spell. In order right. to cast a spell, that, that means basically you control the spell. You have the key, right? It's like locking right. yourself up in your car, but you still have right. the key so you can get out. I don't understand how that works. Or did she put a time lock on it or something? No, I know that didn't make sense. I even wrote on here she sealed herself. Couldn't she just unseal herself? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, but I, and, I, are, are you sure people aren't going to come seek you out to get you? So how you keep other people out? Well, then how are you ever going to get out of there? If people can't get in and you can't get out, then what? You know, and I was thinking about how how everybody's going to react once the spell hits them. And you saw when you, we saw how Anna was affected, and it it didn't. It, really change her so much as it dredged up every dark thought she's ever had. Yes. Yeah. yes. She kept yeah. saying, you ignored me. You, I mean, she had those thoughts. Those were thoughts she mm-hmm. chose not to act on. She chose yeah, not exactly. to be. It, it, and so that's what's going to happen. We're going to see everyone, the deepest, darkest part of these characters that they never act on, that they've always just suppressed and said, you know what, that's not a, a positive thought. That's not a choice of, of behavior I want to to embrace. Uh, it's a part of myself I'm going to push down and keep keep private. It's all going to come out. Inga, that's what I was about to ask you as a psychologist. Uh, this this whole thing with the shards, etc., it kind of reminds me of, of clinical depression. Is that that you know the feelings, the negative feelings that people have in yeah. in 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 a in a, in a situation where where people suffer from the depression? It's not that the other stuff is not there. It's just you, you can't control it anymore, and and you can't reach those positive thoughts, and everything that's negative is is like super amplified. Yeah, yeah, it's it's um, yeah, it has to be with, to do with neurotransmitter. But basically, what happens is people only um, see, so they feel bad they feel negative Mm -hmm. so and the only thing um, because they feel negative they only can see negative things because that matches her their mood that is Mm -hmm. how how we usually operate if we are in positive mood we are more inclined to see positive things that's true and the other way around so that's basically yeah that's all i I also thought about that it's kind of clinical depression so i was like oh portion charming why are you locked up in a cell cell next to each other where you can talk to each other yeah yeah that's true yeah you, now that you mention it plus you can even and, and reach that, each that other look on snow's face when when, when, when oh, you, know, yeah. you know at the very last scene i was like oh crap well and yeah. speaking of acting that was so amazing what they did just with the looks you see that that you know, the special effect with the glass, but then you know the acting is like the hands they just untangle themselves, and then you see that all of a sudden that that the temperature drops just forty degrees in one second, and that was so powerful, and it makes me really dread the next episode. It's like, 
oh no, all these nice people and they're going to be, what's going to happen to them? I really cared. And that's why I was upset. And I, I, I thought it was a brilliant episode because it really made me care about what happened to the people in Storybrooke. It's going to oh, be very of, eye-opening for Emma, I think, to watch well, her they're parents. they're all going to be at, uh, um, most upset with the people they love the most yeah. because it brings up all of those you know, things you worry well, about. And, and so, it's, a, it's a good point uh, Shelley raises that, 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 that Emma has to witness all of this. So what is that going to do to her? She might be immune, but it doesn't mean that she can. she's immune to seeing the suffering of the people she loves. Or that she can shield herself from the way they are going to talk to her. So I don't know. There's just there are so many ingredients for a fantastic, you know, finale that's very very emotional. Was was it Peter Pan's box that they had? It was Neil and Emma, and they had to reveal to each other their innermost, deepest secrets that they didn't. Yeah, in the echo caves. Mm -hmm. Right. It it was kind of like that. And then also remember uh, Snow. When she took the potion to forget about mm-hmm. charm uh, about charming, mm-hmm. and she, her whole personality changed then too, and she was all very focused on shooting that arrow, uh, shooting the the uh, evil queen, shooting Regina, and he again tried to come out and save her. Um, but so there's lots of they've toyed with their personality, mm-hmm. you know, exploring those darknesses before, but now I think we're really gonna yeah. And of course, interesting. for Snow, a lot of darkness has to do with Emma because she had to give up her firstborn because it, it was the best solution and mm-hmm. they talked about it. But yeah. then deep, deep in her heart, she must have had all kinds of negative feelings towards the decision. And yeah, that's and all now, coming out now. And now she, and she Emma, gives Emma away her second child. She gives away her second child. Mm-hmm. So it makes it even worse. Yeah. The guilt. That was a gr- and that was a great moment. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Was it? <laughs> Oh. So I really feel bad for Emma. That's why I really hope they're going to resolve this, you know, within two episodes. Because I'm not sure if I can, if I can bear <laughs> watching these people suffer for too long. Um, another interesting relationship that is that it that has been, you know, on our minds for this entire first half of the season is the the the, the tension between um, uh, Regina. And Robin Hood. And then, of course, there is this minor detail of Robin Hood's real wife and his kid. And I was actually glad that we see his son again uh, at the beginning of this episode. I was like, okay, they've not forgotten about him. Um, That needs to be resolved. And for a long time, I was wondering how they're going to deal with it without betraying um, the, the, the people. Now that I'm thinking, you know, this spell... That might actually be what what turns Robin Hood against um, the evil queen or uh, Regina. She's not evil anymore. Um, and so that might push him back to his wife and somehow, I don't know, resolve that. Has to be something in that in that direction. I wonder if they're going to leave her frozen, though, until the evil queen, I mean, the evil queen, the snow queen is dealt with. And then she'll just, you know, be like Anna and she'll just magically unfreeze again. Mm-hmm. But I think you're right in that his issues towards Regina are going to happen because of, you know, it's going to come up with Marion. Yeah, yeah. I but, think that there is really interesting material there for a, for a big rift between him and, uh, and Regina, although. She's just going to become flat out evil. But but Again. Regina shielded herself and and she locked herself up. So yeah, well. if that works, then she's not <laughs> able to do anything but harm to her own cave. So 
It wouldn't well, be interesting if she was stayed locked up. She's going to get out. You know that. I think because they're all going to get out. I, I <laughs> hope. We have a major conflict here. So. And what if the the spell she she cast was to lock herself out and it can only be broken by for for instance Henry, and then she and Henry are oh. um, against each other as well. But Henry has his, his secret weapon is of course faith and 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 he's pure of heart. He's a true believer. So will this spell Plus, also impact him? Well, it shouldn't Plus, because Rumpel made that deal, yeah, right? Rumpel's going to take. Of course, Rumpel's yes. Taken you're M- right. Henry away. So Henry yeah, might be the, the savior. Won't affect to Henry. Mm-hmm. Well, and so Emma. Henry could be Henry could be what saves them all in that he's not affected and he can maybe, um, being the true believer, you know, somehow get through it, to all of them. Yeah, and know. it also won't affect. It won't affect Anna because she's already been affected. Mm-hmm. It won't affect Elsa and Emma. Yeah. But it right. will affect Kristoff. Yep. And so here's here's the other thing. So they all go into mean and nasty, tear each other apart mode. Wait, wait didn't we have that on Peter Pan's ship too? Or Hook's ship and Peter Pan? Anyway, they'll they all go in, far. They'll all go into mean and nasty, tear each other apart mode. And then something will resolve it. But they'll have all these memories of what they've said yeah. to each other and how they felt and how they acted. And that's going to have some fallout. Well, but as long as they're back to their selves, then they – yes, it, it will perhaps leave scars. But it – you know, that's something you you, you can also you, – you can forgive each other for the for the things that you've done. Um, so I don't think that's that's a real, you know, permanent obstacle. They'll uh, go to Granny's and have a drink, and yeah, but that's no. also what Hot Elsa chocolate. does. Elsa has been in that urn for thirty years, and she she figures out. Well, I, I bet um, if if uh, Anna put me in the urn, it must be because something Ingrid did to her, mm-hmm. and so so she's not mad at her. Mm-hmm. So I can also see that people are not mad at each other because it's not their true selves, but it's it's something Ingrid did to them. However, everybody is going to be livid when they face uh, Rumpelstiltskin, Mr. Gold. Because yeah. he oh, yeah. all, yeah. does all this on purpose. Nobody's forcing him. Quite on the contrary. The only thing he wants is to get you know free of the of the dagger, but he can't blame the dagger for what he does. So, I, I, I hope they write in that, that El- Belle finds out, and I, because I really want to see what happens when Belle finds out. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm waiting for a good character moment for Belle, because she's been kind of like this background character and she doesn't do much uh in in this entire season and i think that's a waste of a good actress and i so i hope that she somehow is in again able to turn gold around or i don't know it's this is the world of happy endings and also unhappy endings so what will the writers dare to do can will they break up the two that would be something She's due for a good, a really good episode or or story arc, even yeah. as she deals with his betrayal. But and that might be something. Can she love him? Can she forgive him? Mm-hmm. Does he want to be forgiven? But that might be something they're actually preparing for the next part of the season. I'm, I keep thinking that the gold, you know, getting this whole role of and 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 his his quest of escaping, um, escaping the power of the dagger, escaping Storybrooke, uh, and taking. <laughs> to major characters with him, uh, I keep thinking that might actually be the quest for the second season that they're setting up here. And the whole second season will be about the, the you know, going after uh, Gold wherever he goes. And, um, yeah, it'll yeah. just be out of sight. And, and, and then it's going to be the whole thing, the whole, you know, let's reunite the family, uh, which is, again, a classic theme for, for Once Upon a Time. 
And, yeah, and we but, still don't know whose house he and Belle are living in. Oh. They live in his gold shop, right? No, no they, they wait they for their, the that was their villa, honeymoon. The house. Yeah. Their apprentice house. Oh, is it the apprentice house? house or I mean, it's not a or secret. That's... We've already mentioned uh, the uh, 101 Dalmatians. But could it be uh, Cruella de Vil's Something house. with that. Hmm. Hmm. Where's Cruella then? She's she's coming. I know. <laughs> That'll be fun. But will they get the fairies? Oh, can you believe he called them fleas? Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. That was actually great. Great it. writing. <laughs> oh. We have to go. We have to go exterminate the fleas. Yes. So he sucks them all up in the hat. So they got to come out. How many people are in this hat? It's pest control. <laughs> well, is this an, just their way of skimming the cast? Th- there is an entire <laughs> universe inside that hat. So I suppose there's plenty of place for those um, for those fairies. Maybe that's it. Maybe they dump the hat, and out comes Cruella Deville. Nah, that that would be too she easy. She didn't have magical powers in the original story, so that would be a twist. No. Oh, okay, so here's one, because I, I was looking at my notes. Kristoff uh, and David in the big reunion. Mm-hmm. How funny was that? Oh, about their they hair. They show up, you cut your hair, you cut yours. <laughs> oh, I met your lovely fiance, Joan. Joan? Who's jo- oh, it's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> that was cute. This is this is my daughter. Wait, that's your. How yeah. can this be? No, no, never mind. We don't have time. <laughs> yeah, we've got some bigger <laughs> problems here to to solve. Yeah. It was such a moment of of laughter and 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 fun. It's kind of stuck in right before this big teary. Mm-hmm. Here's my baby. You know, it 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 was it was really fun to well, watch. That, that was another good thing about this episode was the pacing and and it just preparing the the beats of the story and 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 giving that moment of. Of of laughter and then they they pull the heartstrings and they did it so so well. <laughs> it's just I can't keep raving about this episode. Um, uh, are there any other important plot points that we've overlooked in this episode? Goodness, I'm kind of wondering because Henry says uh, Operation Mongoose is not over yet. Hmm. Just saying that he has faith that they're going to find out who wrote the book and change yeah. their story. Yes. And I'm also, so. I'm also like, so Gold wants to take Henry with him. Uh, and Henry is not affected by the curse, right? Mm-hmm. Why right, would Henry right. go with him willingly? Knowing that his mom's, everybody's back in Storybrooke, why would he go with, with Gold? I don't think he's going to. No. <laughs> yeah, I think Henry is going to somehow save the day. I uh, I think that there again. That's one of the characters that has been underused this season. I I, I think it's his role is great, especially the moment between Regina and uh, and him, and the fate that he has in her. And you know, he he's not afraid. He's like, I, I you know, just lock me in here, no problem. I'm gonna deal with it. And he is really turning into an adult, and I I like that because that will set him up to be a true. A savior, um, and I, I'm, I've been waiting for that for four seasons. And come on, Henry in the first season was so important to the story, and then we kind of lost track of him, and he just became this boy is just in the background, and not always the best writing for him either. Um, and I, again, I, I really hope that they uh, highlight his role. Wasn't there a theory floating around the internet in the be- when the show first came out that all of this was in Henry's mind that that it, we were supposed to even wonder in the beginning yeah. whether or not he was you know mentally Having touched a dream and, or, yeah he was yeah. he was making this all up because he was uh, in a dark place or he he was withdrawn from reality you know 
Yeah, and the book was a symbol of hope, and it was would would, would give him uh, the, the hope that everyone needs. But I I don't know. No, I that mean that sounds the whole so... story that we're watching. Yeah, but is it, all Henry, and th- Henry's th- the I, author. Henry th- is the one making up. Imagine everything. The, imagine he's, the backlash that would be so kind of lost oh final episode. Like I, I don't think that people would accept that. Well, see, not having seen Lost, I don't know what they did. Don't tell me because I don't want spoilers about it if I ever do watch it. But yeah. I, I know that, that they twisted it a lot, but it just seemed like the kind of overarching, you know, when it all ends and we all zoom all back dream. out. You know, it's all been just this little mm-hmm. boy in this. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, that would be t- too convenient, too, too easy. Um, and uh, Too many shows have done that and exactly. they've all gone down in history for yeah. bad things. Yeah. <laughs> and for the record, I, I did like the the, the finale of, of Lost, but a lot of the fans didn't because they felt it was a, basically a cop-out and it was too easy. Uh, but... Yeah, I, I actually really don't know how they, if they have an end game or a, they must have a, a way to wrap up the entire series. But since we don't know exactly what if there's going to be another season or, or perhaps even more seasons, who knows? Um, it's kind of hard for us to kind of guess where what, what the end of, of the whole story is going to be. But I I really don't think it's all going to hinge on on uh, on Henry. Just because out of uh, you know the risks that would be involved in in giving a child actor, which he was when he started the series, such a pivotal role, and you know, there's so so many things can happen in the lives of a kid. Um, so it would be very imprudent to put it all on the shoulders of one character. I think it's going to be more an ensemble type of solution. Um, let us now look forward to the next two episodes and. Um, we're surprised there's actually there are a couple of promos one says promo for episode 10 and the other says for episode 11 I think this has to do with um, the way in which people are counting the previous two episodes some some of them count them as one big episode a two-parter mm. and others just count them for two episodes um, but anyway the next episode is called Shattered Sight and of course if you don't want to hear um, the sound of this uh, trailer because you are afraid of spoilers then we say goodbye already thank you for, for listening and uh, we'll be back very soon and for those of you that are still listening Let's play the sound. Sunday, a curse brings out the no good, dirty, rotten, and everyone. They're their worst selves. Even the sweets know why this taking evil. I want to watch you bleed. To another level. Just one episode remains until the winter finale. New Once Upon a Time next Sunday. Fight, 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 fight. Oh my gosh, there's so much fighting in this episode. And it's going to be awesome. Oh my gosh. Did did you see the pictures online? The evil queen. It's got the evil queen in her evil queen costume. Oh, yeah. So you just have this vision of her, like the the shards go into her eyes and she kind of like wakes up and where am I? Why am I dressed like this? And and then why am I sealed in here? And where's Snow White? I am back. (laughs) (laughs) And there was the the very brief moment where you see... um, uh, what's the the word in English? The, the 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 what the kids use to play on the playground? The okay. glass balls. The glass. what? I don't know. What did you say, Father? Marbles? Playing on what? Those glass balls. How do you call them? Bouncing balls. 
Marbles. Yes, marbles. Sorry, I lost my marbles there. But you see a scene where someone is slipping on a bunch of marbles, and that reminded me of Home Alone. So I wonder oh. if there's going to be a, a a hint to that or just a oh, reference I wonder to that. If, oh, I wonder if that's going to be Henry's got to defend the house. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a Home Alone thing. thing. Funny. How cool would that be? Is Home Alone Disney or is it something else? It Warner or something? Uh, no, it's not Disney. Oh. It's, it's something different. It, yeah, it's like Universal or Warner Brothers or something. Hmm. Anyway, that, I, I, I it looks from the looks of this, this is going to be an awesome episode with plenty of action. Uh, and there was no Snow Queen in that entire promo. Mm-mm. I think it's going to be mostly all of them interacting with each other. Well, think about it. Rumpel's not going to be affected, but everybody else is. So they're all going to try to go after him, I assume, too. Mm-hmm. And apparently none of the none of the solutions that they found in this episode, like locking themselves up or tying oh, themselves yes. to a tree, none of those solutions worked because they're all on the loose in in this promo. So it's and they're be- so good. I mean, if you think about it, like like Snow White really is not going to get out of something. Come on, you know the girl was on the run for how long and yep. kicking everyone. Up. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. Lisa and Shelley, where can people find you on the web? Oh, um, you can find us on soundmindandspirit.com. Excellent. And what about you, Deborah? Um, I am on ipilgrimpodcast.com. And uh, if you want to follow me across the interwebs, um, usually I use the handle diz, D-I-S-L-P-3-8. Mm-hmm. And uh, what does that stand for, actually? I've never asked. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, it's so funny because that's actually um, when I used to work for Walt Disney World. Uh Um, And most of you know this uh, within the circle, but I I wasn't allowed to talk about it at the time. Mm -hmm. But at the time, I was working undercover security at Walt Disney World, and that was my call sign, LP38. And this is means Disney. There's a secret. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Secret hub now. We cracked the code Disney finally. Store, I can say that. <laughs> so I mean, the DIS is Disney. I, that's cool about the LP38. I yeah. always so, knew. I think there's another person who has my, my call sign, which makes me a little sad, but that's all right. Uh, I, I always knew it was you in that Donald Duck costume. It's just, <laughs> I recognized the handwriting when you signed my little friends list. <laughs> Inga, where can people find you? I'm all over SQPN. That's yeah, true. Posting our stuff. So SQPN.com. Speaking lots of SQPN, of yes, lots of news shows, new episodes. So go check it out. And if you, well, duh, if you have seen the Star Wars trailer, right? But yes. you don't know what you have seen. Well, if you want to know, then you have to check out the last episode of, or the latest episode, episode of Secrets of Star Wars. Dom and I are. Uh, going through every second and microsecond of that trailer. And we will tell you exactly how those scenes actually fit in the uh, the bigger story of Episode 7. Now, this is a spoiler-filled uh, podcast. So if you want to absolutely be completely surprised when you're sitting in the theaters next December 2015, dressed in your Yoda ears and carrying your blue lightsaber, then please don't listen to the show. But if you are curious, just like we are, and you want to join that whole puzzle quest of, of trying to figure out what this story is going to be about, it's a lot of fun. Go check it out. Uh, it's called Secrets of Star Wars at starwars.sqpn.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of Once Upon a Time, The Secrets of, and we will be back next week with our review of Shattered Sight.
SQPN, leading the way in Catholic new media.